Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Hey Addicts, welcome back. Another exciting week is fully in the books, and we're getting we're kicking off uh, an exciting Thursday night tonight. Uh, the results will, of course, be in uh, by the time you hear the podcast tomorrow morning, but uh, so far, a decent enough game. What do you think, Mung? Yeah, it's uh, it's the first time in a few weeks I feel like we've gotten a, a, an actually exciting Thursday night game. And uh, a lot to talk about tonight because there's been so many injuries over the last week. Uh, it, it's a rough, rough midway point of the season as we get to the second half of the year. And this is why, you know, you never rest. You, you, don't, uh, you don't throw in the towel even if you're two and five and you don't uh, let up on the gas if you're five and two. And three more days until the NFL trade deadline, which is never typically very, uh, you know, a lot going on. I don't think there's too many moves going on, but just some big, big ones that make it seem like a very exciting trade deadline. Yeah, we've already had a couple big trades. Of course, uh, when we were recording last Thursday night, we were recording just before the <laughs> Christian McCaffrey trade was announced. We heard earlier today about Kadarius Tony to Kansas City, but we... <laughs> We'll cover all that and more. Uh, let's get started. We'll roll right into the week eight previews. Uh, right now, Thursday night football, we are recording in the first quarter of Baltimore at Tampa Bay. Um, so far, it looks like Kenyon Drake is the hot hand tonight in the backfield. We'll see how involved Gus Edwards and Justice Hill get. And then, uh, of course, Mark Andrews, who had a, a big unnatural dud last week, is already uh, picking up steam early on in this game, so he should be fine. Yeah, I think you just about covered it. Uh, we've, we're one quarter into the books, and uh, that, that's how Baltimore's looking. Yeah, both of these defenses, a lot of injuries, uh, both defenses struggling right now. And normally we see Baltimore uh, go into the first half of the lead, so we'll see if they can turn things around in the second quarter here. Evans and Godwin both involved very much early on. We'll see how involved Cade Otten is with Julio Jones back. And then, of course, Leonard Fournette punched in a touchdown here. And uh, while it is, uh, you know, while Tampa does have a slight lead right now, uh, anything can happen for the rest of the game. But I am going to take the Bucks at home. Yeah, two targets for Otten so far. So uh, that, that puts him on track for eight for the game. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa at home also. Um, I, I can't expect Tom Brady to look terrible this many weeks in a row. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine the wrath in the in the locker room uh, after that loss to Carolina, and uh, hopefully they will be able to turn things around tonight. Let's move on to the Sunday slate then, of course. So we have another London game this week, uh -huh. so make sure you're up early. Here if you have any Broncos or Jaguars on your fantasy teams, 8.30 a.m. Central, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, Denver at Jacksonville. Russell Wilson uh, apparently was doing high knees and uh, exercises in the aisle on the on the flight over. Um, and every time that we hear more about Russell Wilson, it, it feels like he's like a storybook character. Do you think we'll have another new PM by the end of this game too? Yeah, that that's a distinct possibility. Maybe it'll be Russell Wilson. Maybe, uh, hey, maybe <laughs> uh, you never know. Um, but, you know, he is trending towards playing as his exercises on the flight seem to yes. indicate. Uh, but you'll, be wa you'll want to be up early in the morning to confirm just in case. That said, but will you want to start anybody on this team this week? 
not if you can help it. If you have to, I think Melvin Gordon's an okay flex. They expect to run a lot against a Jacksonville run defense that has struggled. And then Corlin Sutton, I think, you know, we saw a big game for Judy with Brett Ripien, but uh, with Wilson back, it is likely that Sutton should reclaim that target leader role. And we'll know by game time whether uh, Jerry Judy's still on the team. I, I definitely expect him to be. Yeah, and then, you know, in deeper leagues, Greg Dolchich, uh, he seems to have taken over this lead role, yeah. and uh, he's worth a look as well. Yep. On the Jaguars' side, uh, Travis Etienne, um, a season-high 82% of the snaps against the Giants last week, uh, and obviously with James Robinson gone, he should be a clear workhorse here. That said, you know, Denver is a tough defense to match up against, but he's a, an RB2 regardless here. Yep. Uh, ETN's been playing lights out since they gave him, uh, handed him the reins. And oddly enough, not much going on in the passing game with him. I, I, I don't expect that to be his career story. That was one of the big uh, big pluses with him uh, around draft time last year was, it was his pass-catching ability. So I, I do expect that to uh, build up a little bit, make him an even more solid fantasy option. Yeah, and in general, uh, you know, I think Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are still startable, but uh, yeah. as we've seen, that Jaguars passing game has struggled, and again, this Denver secondary is quite good. Yeah. I could see this going either way. Uh, London games, as we always say, uh, are very strange. Strange things happen with the time difference across the pond. Uh, I'm just going to lean Jacksonville until we see Russell Wilson truly healthy. <sighs> This is a home game for Jacksonville. That said, London is always screwy. You know what? Let's go with Russ, Russell Wilson. What's he? Let's let's ride. <laughs> uh, all right. You sure you want to do that? But uh, that's fine. Um, well, I just no. A, I'm a not quick... sure, but I've got to gain ground somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say a quick status update. I am up uh, three games in the pick'em. It did help that I took. Uh, which one did we disagree on last week that helped me? Uh, oh, I took the Giants over the Jaguars. Yeah. So the, you're yep. trying to you're trying to catch up on me by betting against the Jaguars like I did last week. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So we will see what happens there. Uh, we'll move on to the regularly scheduled Sunday noon Central 1 p.m. Eastern games, starting with the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Chuba Hubbard still has not practiced as of Thursday. So as of right now, we are projecting – Dante Foreman to get uh, quite a lot of work in this game. I think he should be a solid RB2 against Atlanta. Hubbard's out. Um, and then DJ Moore saw season-high 48% target share, had a nice game against the Bucks. Who knew that trading away Christian McCaffrey was going to be the thing to fix Carolina's offense? Well, I don't know if anybody knew it. I guess the GM could say that this was definitely a masterful move. I think this is more of a one-and-done sort of thing, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it certainly helps that the Bucks' uh, defense had a ton of injuries last yep. week, uh, but we're seeing them still play pretty well against the Ravens tonight, so maybe there was a little bit of that uh, that new car smell magic for the Panthers the last week, but uh, keep riding uh, Foreman and more for now. On yep. the other side, uh, the Falcons, Arthur Smith absolutely loves to establish that run all day, no all day long, excuse me, uh, no matter what the score is, so it's really hard to start anyone on this team right now, especially against the Panthers defense. That's pretty solid. I mean, Drake London, what, just a wide receiver four for now. Yep. Kyle Pitts, not inside the top 10 tight end. 
until we see it. them actually do something. Yep. Agreed with you on, on all accounts. Um, yeah. And the, and the running back situation too, too much, it, despite them wanting to run the ball a lot that nobody's really dominating here. So hard to, hard to plant a flag on anybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm legitimately debating starting Harrison Bryant over Kyle Pitts in, in wow. a league this week. Oh uh, that's what, that's where we are on Pitts. Um, I, I, I'm holding on to him in the two leagues. I think that I have for now. I, I don't think it's crazy if you need to drop him, uh, especially with bye weeks. Uh, you know, okay. having started, um, you know, the upside is there. We, if Arthur Smith decides to make a change at quarterback, perhaps they can. You know, they'll start passing more. Who knows? Um, but he's certainly not a must hold at this point. Would you say? Nope. No, not right now. All right, and. Uh, I, you know what? I'll ride the hot team right now, which seems to be Carolina. I'm going to take Atlanta at home here. So uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to catch you this week, Mung, by hook or by crook. <laughs> or I'll be up another two games. We'll see. Yeah, um, certainly, certainly risk reward. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is, this is a good one to roll the dice on because we have seen Atlanta, uh, you know, even though they're stubbornly stubborn, I can't talk, stubbornly. Stubbornly committing to the run. Uh, their run game has been pretty good, so maybe we'll see them uh, spark something against the Panthers at home. All right, let's move on to the Chicago Bears at the Dallas Cowboys. Huge upset win over the yeah. Patriots on Monday Night Football. Who would have thought uh, Justin Fields showing some flashes and then the backfield here, uh, interestingly enough, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert kind of devolving into more of a 50-50 split uh-huh. going forward. And I think both are iffy flex plays against a very good Cowboys defense. Well, coaching didn't lie. They said they were going to ride the hot hand. Uh, this week, the hot hand could be the third stringer. Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm hesitant to really start any Bears against the Cowboys this week. Yep. What do you think? It's a good defense. I think if I had Montgomery, I, I likely, I mean, if you've got a better play, play it. But if you've got Montgomery and nothing else going on, well, then you've got to play him, but he's no better than a running back three middling, middling to low end this week because Herbert's there. And I don't think, um, Herbert is solid enough to slot into a flex even yet this week, especially against Dallas. So you would still prefer Montgomery over Herbert, is what you're saying? Right now. Okay. Um, Yeah, and even though, you know, Fields looked excellent against the Patriots, uh, you know, the Cowboys are much better at rushing the Uh passer. I would not necessarily roll the dice on him, depending on your options here. No. All right, on the other side, uh, Ezekiel Elliott still has not practiced as of Thursday, so this could be a big game uh, for for Tony Pollard here. Uh-huh. Um, and then Dak Prescott looked a little bit rusty against the, the Lions last week in his first game back, but I think he should be okay here as well. He'll shake the rust off. Yep. Uh, anything else on the Dallas side here? No. Um, we'll see what happens with Zeke. That's that's basically it. You know, you've got the pass catchers, but Michael Gallup is, I think he'd give you, basically given you a nothing burger the past two weeks. All righty. I am going to go with the Cowboys at home. I'm going to take the Cowboys also. All right. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins at the Detroit Lions. Uh, this game should be a shootout. Highest over-under of the week here. Um, obviously, you're starting. I think you're starting to uh, Moster, uh-huh. Hill, and uh-huh. Waddle here. The yeah. only thing I really talk about is Mike Kosicki, who is yeah. uh, reportedly in uh, trade talks. 
just a reminder that he is a spark freak with insane athleticism. So if you need help at tight end, I, I think he can be stashed uh, with top 10 upside if he goes to a team where he's used a lot more as a receiver. And, you know, I, I don't, I try not to give out any advice that I would take personally. So I've already stashed him in our league, Los, and I'm yep. actually starting him with Kelsey on a bye this week. There you go. It's it's a good matchup. I like him against Detroit, despite uh, Miami's offense not classically being inclined to use the tight end this uh, this year. I think they're trying to showcase him. They've got a few more days to, to get a trade out there because he doesn't clearly fit the offense they want to run with Tyreek and, uh, and Jalen Waddle. But if uh, if they can use him, they will. Yeah, certainly we would love to see him go to a more high-powered offense. Mm -hmm. We'll see what ends up happening. But if you have the roster spot, uh, definitely worth a stash here. On the Detroit side, Jared Goff has been awful the last couple games, but I actually like him as a streaming option this week. Um, You know, the Dolphins have a lot of issues on defense right now. Again, this game projects to be very high scoring. And more importantly, hopefully, knock on wood, Amon St. Brown will actually play the majority of this game. Uh, as will potentially DeAndre Swift, who seems to be, uh, you know, on his way back onto the field. Still questionable with those lingering shoulder and ankle injuries, but it's certainly a good sign that he's been getting in practices already this week. Yeah, Goff's a fair option, but if if if, that, if those two don't suit up, I'm I'm definitely out. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, this is very much contingent on those two okay. being back, but you know, the reports are that. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown didn't actually suffer a concussion. It's part of the NFL's new protocol that I'm sure will be repealed very soon as, as sure. once a, a quarter, a big name quarterback isn't allowed to go back in and, and cost yeah. people some money here. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't expect this rule to last too long, but yeah, assuming Amon Ross St. Brown and Andre Swift are both back. I do like golf quite a bit here. And I do think that the Lions will keep this game pretty close at home. But at the end of the day, if everyone's healthy for Miami, I am going to take the Dolphins on the road. Yeah, give me the Dolphins. All righty. Next game up here, the Arizona Cardinals at the Minnesota Vikings. Zach Ertz struggled uh, in DeAndre Hopkins' first game back, but it was also against the Saints who are good against the tight end position. I would still fire up Ertz against the Vikings here. Uh, and obviously, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins, who was an absolute target magnet in his first game back. Yeah, if tight end wasn't such a wasteland, then maybe you look elsewhere. But I think he should be good enough to give you, you know, eight points, which just might be enough for you at tight end. Um, the rest, the rest of the offense, it's having its ups and downs, that's for sure. But uh, Hopkins should be fine. Well, it sounds like uh, James Conner is trending towards being back. So you know, Benjamin goes back to your bench if Conner is active, and Conner would be at the very least a flex play, I would say. Yeah, he's he's less exciting than uh, Benjamin's been this year, but yeah, and you know, I will say if you're doing well with your record so far, if you're like seven and zero, six and one, and you have some extra depth at running back or wide receiver, I would consider trading for Kyler Murray if you if you need help at quarterback because this offense is starting uh, to look a little bit better, and then. Once Marquise Brown is back healthy in a few weeks, uh, this could be a pretty dynamic offense if both he and Hopkins can stay healthy. Next week, they've got a great, great matchup matchup against Seattle, but it does become a bit tougher in the coming weeks. Uh, Rams, San Francisco, Chargers. Uh, But of course, Kyler's legs obviously give them that weekly upside. 
Yeah, and I think on paper, those are tough matchups. But, you know, the Rams and Niners, both of them have been dealing with injuries on defense as well. And neither of them have been particularly close to elite this year. Yep, same as the Chargers. You're right. All right. Um, let's move on to the Minnesota side here. Obviously, you're starting Jefferson. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is fine. You're starting Dallas mm-hmm. Cook. And then Thielen, we'll see. He could find a touchdown against the Cardinals. Uh, again, this could be another potentially more high-scoring game. Yeah, uh, I like the upside here. Start your Vikings. All right, not a whole lot to say otherwise. This is a tough one that I've kind of waffled back and forth on. Um, And to me, the tiebreaker here is that the Vikings defense just hasn't been great, whereas the Cardinals defense has actually started to really come together. And I know it was Andy Dalton uh, last week on Thursday and that this is a different team with, you know, fully healthy wide receivers, unlike the Saints. but. I'm going to take the Cardinals on the road. I'm loving it, Mung. Give me the Vikings. All right. Three this games your... up on you this week. There you go. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders at the New Orleans Saints. And uh, I think it's pretty cut and dry here. You're starting uh, Josh Jacobs, who's been a re- revelation mm-hmm. this season. Um, we'll see if Darren Waller's healthy. It sounds like he's starting to do some work, but uh, still very iffy. So right now it's really just Jacobs and Adams because we've seen Carr playing well, but he hasn't necessarily been putting up the stats because of how dominant Josh Jacobs has been on the ground. Well, Jacobs was just waiting for me to trade him off my roster. So there there we are. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, On the other side of this game, uh, it's really Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara. Anything else? Maybe Andy Dalton if you're streaming. Yeah, I was going to say maybe Dalton just because this Raiders defense does not uh, do much for you because they're uh, both both Herbert and uh, Mahomes. Those are two big quarterbacks on a bye this week. Yeah, and, you know, we saw that, uh, you know, Dalton can make up for his lack of efficiency with volume, right? Four touchdowns and three interceptions last Thursday night. But, hey, a a top three fantasy finish, and that's all that matters, no matter how ugly uh, the box score might be, right? That's true. That's that's what you rely on with quarterback. Yep, and a quick shameless plug. uh, I talked about Jared Goff uh, and Andy Dalton in my quarterback streamers article, which you guys can find over at FantraxHQ.com, as as well as a third quarterback. uh, You'll have to click the link to see. Oh, no spoilers (laughs) here, folks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders on the road because it sounds like Marshawn Lattimore's out and Michael Thomas and Landry remain out. Yeah, I'm not taking the bait here. I'm I'm gonna stick with the Raiders. Also, the uh, the Saints are not the Saints right now. No, I mean they. I'm in their defense, they have a lot of major injuries, right? Yeah. But you know that, that's one reason I stayed far, far away from Michael Thomas in my drafts. Uh, just very little faith, and although Landry's been you know disappointing because he's a good role player when healthy for yeah. sure. You know what's relevant? Can we buy low on Alvin Kamara? I'm iffy on that. Um, I think he's actually a sell high for me, uh, assuming that Jameis Winston comes back at some point healthy because Dalton's just, you know, the check down machine. And I don't know that he's going to see that kind of volume. And that was my concern, you know, heading into the year, even, even though it sounded like at the time we knew he probably wasn't going to be suspended. You think you can, I mean, you mean sell low, I guess then, right? Like he has no touchdowns. Yeah, but he's had some nice games. Yeah. 
I, I think people are are kind of buying into Camaro a little bit after you know three games of seventeen plus points, yeah. um, and I think that's kind of his ceiling. I I just don't know that this team's going to be scoring a ton of touchdowns, whether it's Dell nor Winston. I do think that his reception volume might go down a little bit uh, once Winston is back. Oh, totally. We we know that happens to the running backs. All right. All right, let's move on to the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. It sounds sure. like Mac Jones will be starting, and you should be starting Ramondre Stevenson. I think Harris is still an okay flex, but he'll yeah. be very much touchdown dependent. Um, and really, it's Jacoby Myers as the uh, most reliable of the Patriots pass catchers. That's it. doesn't matter who's that quarterback, and don't expect anything big out of it. Yes, sir. Uh, on the other side here, major, major injury, of course. Uh, very sad. The rookie, Brees Hall, was doing ex- extremely well. Uh, now, torn ACL done for the year, and the Jets subsequently traded for James Robinson. I I would be hesitant about firing up Robinson this week. I think he'd yeah. be, uh, you know, and if he flex play. But uh, going forward, I, I do expect that he will take the lead role with, you know, the Jets having gone out to trade for him. And I do uh, expect him to be an RB3 with RB2 upside going forward. I agree with you there. I think Carter's a fine start this week, except it is a tough matchup. So, you know, back end running back too. Yeah, and even with um, the Jets having traded for Hall, I would still hold on to Carter because I do think he's going to have a a significant role still. James Robinson is hung on tough, but you know, what, once you do injure the Achilles, you, there there is always that question in the back of your head as a, as a dynasty manager or as a fantasy manager. Yeah, and uh, you know, the Jets defense has been playing very well, and at home, I'm going to take them. Uh, give me the Jets here. I love it, Mung. The sweep is complete. I have officially caught you with my selection of the Patriots. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we're disagreeing a lot this week. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of good comments back and forth here. Um, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Philadelphia Eagles. I have a feeling we will not be disagreeing on this no, game. The battle of uh, Pennsylvania <laughs> will not be uh, too contested this year. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you can start Najee Harris against this Eagles defense, especially it's after they traded for Robert Quinn. No, you, you certainly can't. Yeah. I would, Can you start uh, Deontay? Yeah, I think he and Pickens are still startable because I do think that the Eagles will be playing with a big lead for a lot of this game. It's a great secondary, though. It, if, it, it, if it's a full PPR, I guess it makes the decision a lot easier. I think the volume is there, but yeah, certainly they're just in that wide receiver three flex territory uh, yeah. until we see this offense actually you know, be more efficient outside of destroying the Bucks, which has been, I guess, the trend lately. Right. And Fryermuth um, looks better with, I, I wouldn't say necessarily w- looks better with Trubisky versus, versus Pickens, but I, I feel like I have more faith in him when Trubisky's out there. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because he, he did fine with Pickens this past week um, right. at Miami. So I, I think he's still a fine, you know, back-end tight end one. Um, okay. The volume should be there because, again, I do expect Philly to be in the lead. Um, so I, I think the Steelers will be thrown quite a bit in this game. Yeah. Yep. All right. On the Eagles side, obviously, starting Jalen Hurts. I think Miles Sanders right. is a fine RB2 start here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Brown, Smith, Goddard, fire him up. Yep. All right. Give me the Eagles. Give me a fly, Eagles fly. All right. So they have yet to let us down this year, and we'll see if they can continue that streak. 
Moving on to the Sunday mid-afternoon slate of games. Starting off with the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. Ryan Tannehill with a high ankle sprain. He is questionable, but again, this injury isn't quite as severe for quarterbacks as it is for running backs or wide receivers. We saw that Daniel Jones was able uh, to play the following week after he suffered a similar injury. So keep an eye on Tannehill's status, though, because this could range anywhere from Daniel Jones to Mac Jones uh, between not missing any time to missing a couple games. And if we get to see Malik Willis, that's always a little extra fun, right? Yeah, I, I don't even know that it matters that much because I think this will just end up being a big Derrick Henry the game Derrick either Henry way. Show. Yep. Um, and I, you know, whether it's Tannehill or Malik Willis, I don't think you can trust any of the Titans receivers right now. Maybe Robert Woods at a pinch. Yeah, it's Bob Woods, but um, you know, Bobby Trees. Stick, yeah, Bob, Bobby Trees. Uh, you know, my my old faithful. Uh, sad. I'm I'm still sad about Traylon Burks uh, getting hurt this year. Yeah, and he should be back at some point, but certainly has already missed a lot of time and will certainly be uh, behind in his knowledge of the playbook and, and chemistry yeah. with whichever quarterback uh, ends up starting over the next week or two. You got it. On the Houston side, uh, for whatever reason, Lovey Smith coming out of their bye week uh, last game decided to use a lot of Dario Ogubawale and Rex Perkett as receivers out of the backfield. Uh, hopefully Damian Pierce can regain that passing down usage that he seemed to you know, be starting to take over uh, the two games before that. But this is definitely a situation to monitor because if the rookie is losing passing down work again, like he was to start the season, uh-huh. it's going to be much tougher to rely on him. And then another potential trade candidate hearing a lot of interest on Brandon Cooks. So he's another guy. Uh, to keep your eye on. And I do I think he's, he's well, I think he could up his trade value with a nice game this week against sure. Tennessee. He ten, uh, he tends to uh, play Tennessee pretty well over the course of his career. I expect the same again this week. Yeah. Th- this is another tough one, especially with the in division matchups and Tannehill banged up. I would certainly stay away from this one for survivor purposes, yeah. but I am going to take Tennessee on the road here. Yeah, me too. All right, let's move on then to Washington Commanders at the Indianapolis Colts here. Um, Taylor Heineke uh, played a nice game, upset the Packers at home last week. And uh, I think both Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel are fine starts here with Dotson looking like he's going to miss yet another game. And then I I think it's really just those two receivers. It's just a messy committee backfield here, and the Colts' defense has been fairly solid over the last few games. Yeah, I'm not touching the backfield. All right. On the Colts side, though, a bit of a change at quarterback. Moving on to Sam Ellinger. We'll need to see, you know, the areas of the field that he's targeting the most, uh, the target share, how that gets split up between Pittman, Pierce, and Campbell. For now, it's probably just Pittman um, as the only start until we see what he can do. It's the only one I'd roll the dice on, but it scares the crud out of me. Yeah, I mean, the floor is still low, but you would think that he would still, you know, see the most targets. I would hope so, but uh, so Campbell's had this nice emergence with Matt Ryan, right? I don't expect him to play similarly to Matt Ryan, but he has been, like, watching Ryan sitting behind him. I I, I guess I just don't know enough about Ellinger to 
really know what to expect. Well, the other thing to consider is perhaps they have a bit more chemistry, both being rookies with Alec, with Alec Pierce. Right? Well so be, it's yeah. just, it's tough until we see some semblance of what Ellinger looks like. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Taylor, you're starting maybe nine Hines, given what oh. Aaron Jones was able to do to this defense yeah. as a receiver out of the backfield. But Hines would be a very boom bust flex. I'd be afraid to do it. Does Ellinger throw to the running back? That's a very quarterback dependent tendency. Yeah. And he, he also does have a, a touch more mobility than uh, right. Ryan at his ripe old age of what? 36, 37. Yeah, exactly. like well, he's got, he's got a lot more mobility than Matt Ryan, even in uh, Matt, Matt Ryan's prime, which to me <laughs> just, just hurts right. your, uh, hurts your tight ends and your running backs in the past game. Yeah. I mean, in Indianapolis's tight ends were getting rotated yeah. in and out anyway. So. Right. Uh, I, I think really this one just comes down to Jonathan Taylor and leading with the home team for me. Mm-hmm. So I will take the Colts. You've got it. I got the Colts here too. All right. Let's move on to an NFC West showdown. Then the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. Debo Samuel still not practicing as of Thursday with a hamstring injury. So looking very iffy might be a decoy. Even if he's active, I would probably look the bench Samuel. What do you think? Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think you're right. And I think they're going to try and trot out their shiny new toy and have them run all over the field against LA. Yeah, I mean, it certainly depends on your options, but I would shy away from Samuel this week. Um, Of course, you know, I think Ayuk should be fine. Kittle's a fine start. And of course, uh, you're not benching Christian McKenna. No, nope, not this week. All right, on the other side, uh, we'll see if Allen Robinson's usage uh, before the bye carries over. Hopefully, I think he's at least earned a little bit of faith, uh, you know, goodwill in that last game to make it into that back-end flex, but certainly still a very boom-or-bust option. Uh, Of course, you're starting Cooper Cup. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think Daryl Henderson, who missed, uh, I think it was yesterday's practice with an illness, uh, was practicing uh, today on Thursday. So I think Henderson is a fine flex play, even against the tough Niners defense. I don't hate it uh, for this week. If he has a nice week, though, um, I, I don't expect that to, to repeat over and over again. I think Kyron Williams is going to come in and, and get at least, you know, a 30 to 45% share of this offense pretty soon. Yeah, it depends. We'll just see, uh, you know, when yeah. he's actually ready to start practicing and potentially come back. And yeah. this is always a tough one. Uh, yeah, it sure is. I just, I mean, outside of that playoff game last year, I, I don't think McVay's beaten Shanahan. And I just, I'll keep betting on the Niners, even on the road. I'm taking the Niners here. I was hoping you were taking the home team. <laughs> no, I just, you know, again, it just comes down to that record where Shanahan seems yeah. to have McVay's number. And I do think that they're going to have uh, at least one or two crazy things going on with uh, McCaffrey. Um, maybe a, a big downfield play, something along those lines. Yep. All right. We'll move on to the New York Giants at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, another trade news here. Kadarius Tony is gone, having uh, been traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, wheels up for Wandale Robinson, who yeah. should be the clear number one receiver. Uh, I think Galladay is still hurt, but even if active, yeah, you know, it's still Wandale Robinson. And in deeper leagues, I do think that this gives Darius Slayton uh, some viability. Sure. Uh, especially here against Seattle for this week. Yeah, and Daniel Jones as well, um, who's been running yep. a lot and contributing uh, points on the ground. Yeah. 
this should this uh you know i'm sure we didn't think so preseason but this should actually be a pre uh should be a pretty exciting game and you know the giants i, I think the giants and the seahawks are both quote unquote uh legit for the most part not in that they're necessarily super bowl contenders but i do think that teams cannot afford to overlook them mm-hmm. yeah definitely not they've got weapons yeah, and on the Seahawks, uh, they will be missing one of their weapons, uh, DK Metcalf with a patellar yeah. tendon, I think sprain or slight tear, something like that. Um, it sounds like he will not need to go on IR, but he is still expected to miss about two to four weeks. Uh, certainly, you know, Pete Carroll and his endless eternal optimism has not ruled him out for this week, but I would not uh, expect Metcalf to be playing, uh, which leaves Tyler Lockett, who I think is a solid option. Uh, against a Giants defense that struggled against slot receivers uh, yeah. at times this year. And then also, you know, we saw that Marquise Goodwin with his speed has some upside in this offense uh, with Geno Smith, dare I say, slinging it. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks through the years tend to find weeks where they make uh, unowned or irrelevant uh, wide receivers very, very relevant. You know, like, um, oh my goodness, all the names are escaping my mind right now, but uh well, now I feel like I've got an empty point that means nothing. So there you go. Oh, you mean like Jermaine Curse, guys like that? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Or there was a there was a guy who who did very well for you, who was an undrafted um undrafted rookie. At receiver? Yeah. Uh, about three or four years back. Oh uh yeah. Now you're giving me a blank too. Uh, I, yeah, I know what you're I'm saying, sorry. but yeah, I mean, <sighs> Pete Carroll, uh, you know, I, I, I'll I, be the first to take the L here because all offseason I tweeted about <laughs> how ridiculous it was that the Seahawks traded away Wilson and kept Pete Carroll instead. Right. And uh, I'll eat my words. Uh, maybe I, I just did not give Carroll enough credit. Maybe Wilson was holding him back a little bit. Of course, he is injured, so we'll give him a little bit of a pass. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is another really tough one this year. Um, yeah. Or, excuse me, this week. This week. Where, yeah. uh, you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go first on this one, Les. Let's see what you think. Despite my best, uh, despite all my instincts, I'm going to go with, um, oh, no, I can't even say it. All right. I will do it. I will take the New York Giants. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's really tough. Um, I, I'm just going to go with, you know what? I'll give credit where credit is due to the 12th man. Uh, it, it is a mm-hmm. tough place to play. Sure is. And, uh, you know, Daniel Jones has looked revitalized. He's only thrown two picks this year. But I will say he throws an interception in this game. And I will take Seattle at home. Great call, man. Wish I could have taken him. <laughs> we'll see. This is another tight one. Uh, but certainly, yeah, yeah I think this will be a fun week of games to watch because yeah. of a lot of these unpredictable games. Mm-hmm. All right. And that brings us to our Sunday night football game, the Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills. Alan Lazard has a shoulder injury and seems very doubtful to suit up this week. So I would not rely on him. And uh, in general, I would not want to rely on any Packers players in fantasy this week. Uh, David Bakhtiari, again, missed last week and is still very questionable with that knee injury. So certainly don't love Aaron Rodgers facing down this menacing Bills pass rush. And in general, just a top three defense in the league. 
maybe Aaron Jones gets a ton of receptions again in a game where they project to be playing from behind, but it's really just Jones for me. Yeah, that's all. Uh, And I do expect him to uh, continue to have a a fine enough week. Um, Packers are going to have to make something happen to try and keep this game interesting. Yeah, and I'm not sure they will, which means uh, I don't feel as good about Devin Singletary, who seems to be a lot more involved Mm -hmm. in those close games. He's still flex-worthy, could certainly find his way into the end zone, but uh, I wouldn't wouldn't be as confident uh, this week in him. But, of course, you're starting Stephon Diggs. I think Gabe Davis is a fine boom-bust wide receiver three. And, of course, you're starting Josh Allen, who is back for you if you have him uh, from the Bible. Yeah, I think this offense has a, has a fine week. I don't see them taking their foot off the gas. Uh, nice game for Josh Allen, uh, matched up against the Packers, against Aaron Rodgers. Even if the Packers aren't playing well, anytime you can notch a nice win against Aaron Rodgers, that that, that just pumps your team up. So, so I expect them to try and hang 40. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think they can do that by, you know, through three quarters. And I think yeah. we could see a little Jordan Love in this game. And I sure. think we could see... Uh, a little bit of Case Keenum like we saw in week two against the Titans when they were up like 20 points heading into the fourth quarter. So hey, either way, if, if he, if they put up enough, uh, enough fantasy production, keep them healthy for next week. Yeah. And uh, I think we will be in agreement here. Los, yeah. that we're both taking the bill. Now. Yes, sir. All right. Moving on to Monday night football, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns, another huge injury uh, just yeah. found out today on Thursday, Jamar chase is going to be yep. out for four to six weeks with That's a rough. hip injury. Um, fantasy wise, uh, this should mean more target share for T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, also Hayden first. Yep. And then in deeper leagues, maybe Mike Thomas becomes worth a look, but really we expect the, the targets to just be spread more to Higgins and Boyd. And potentially Joe Mixon as well. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully Joe Mixon. Guy can run with the ball in his hands. Yeah, and, you know, maybe Samaje P. Ryan a little bit uh, of sure. usage as well with Mixon on the field. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, tough news here. Uh, just uh, tons and tons of injuries this week. Uh, man, it, it's rough. Hopefully your, your squad was able to avoid uh, some of these big injuries and, you know, keep things going over the next few weeks here. Um mm-hmm. On the other side, uh, another injury, Dave Joku with a high ankle sprain. Sounds like he's going to be out for two to four weeks, potentially longer. Um, so Harrison Bryant, again, worth stashing in deeper leagues. And I think, again, it, it speaks to the state of the tight end position. I'm debating Harrison Bryant versus Kyle yeah. Pitts. Um, but uh, certainly you're starting Mari Cooper and Nick Chubb. You would think they might want to throw the ball to Amari Cooper a few more times with missing the tight end, but who knows? And again, you know, like I said about Kyler Murray earlier, potentially Amari Cooper, a trade target if you're sitting pretty at six and one, sure. five and two, something like that. Because again, Deshaun Watson, Watson should be back in a few weeks and, you know, legit top five wide receiver upside for Amari Cooper um, as that number one guy. Heard some rumblings about um, Kareem Hunt possibly getting moved within the week. Go get him, let it, let it, or, or let it happen. Yeah, there are some reports, but you know the Browns have been fairly adamant that they're not looking to move him. So personally, yeah. my take is I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I want to see it first. I agree. Yeah, but we will see. And uh, this is a tough one. Um, even without Chase, though, I think they'll be able to do enough on the ground. You know, this Browns defense has really struggled there. 
And even though they probably should have tied or maybe even won against the Ravens uh, for that crazy, you know, false start penalty on that uh, field goal, I will lean the Bengals who are hot right now, even without Chase. Yeah, give me the Bengals. Uh, I don't expect the Browns to put it together for Monday Night Football. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't shock me, though. I, I think I'm, I think this game is closer than you do because it would shock me if Cleveland took this one at home. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's close. I mean, when you're minus, you're not necessarily your top option. I, th- I still think that's T. Higgins. But when you're minus your best player, who I absolutely think is Jamar Chase, that, uh, that's, that's going to make a big difference. Yeah. All right, let's move on uh, to the buys here. Uh, we've got Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Isaiah Pacheco. Derek McKinnon, uh, the newly added Kadarius Tony, mm-hmm. uh, Nicole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, and Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, real quick, if you had to pick right now, let's say both are available as free agents in your league because both of them are still rostered in very low percentage of leagues on both ESPN and Yahoo. Rest of season, would you rather have Wandell Robinson or Kadarius Tony? Oh, wow. I did not see where that question was going. Um, hmm. Probably Wandale. Yeah. Okay. D- just despite the new shiny new toy in Kansas city, I think he's going to be a piece of the puzzle, not necessarily the answer. Um, yep. so, so, so probably still Wandale. Yeah, I definitely agree as well, especially okay. with his injury history and then the off field issues. I will say though, if you're very deep at wide receiver and you know, you're seven and oh, six and one, and you feel very good about your team, you know, I wouldn't hate the home run swing on Kadarius Tony oh, if he sure. happens to, you know, take over a major role with Mahomes. Sure. But yeah, in general, I would also agree with Wandale Robinson. Uh, obviously, if you have the roster space, I do think Isaiah Pacheco uh, should be stashed through their buy because even though it's still a committee, it sounds like. Pacheco is starting to win over the coaching staff uh, more and more as the season goes on. I was uh, pretty surprised by the Tony trade. Like he doesn't, I don't feel like he fills a need that they had. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's necessarily an improvement in the slot and he's not the kind of outside receiver, which is what I feel like their actual hole is, is, is a dominant outside. Yeah, but they just, I think they just were more so looking for, um, you know, some explosiveness because none of their receivers, and Hardman has the speed, but Tony really has, you know, that electric, like, agility um, where he can mm. kind of juke guys over the middle of the field, whereas Hardman's more of the, you know, take a short crosser and then turn up field with the speed, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think, and I think they will be able to use Tony in some of those trick plays near the goal line, especially totally. Um, But But again, is that going to push Juju to the outside spot more regularly? Cause he is not going to do great there. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't expect a whole lot of production from Juju rest of season in general. Um, But I I mean, I still think what Mahomes said preseason holds true where there's just not going to be a true number one receiver. It's still going to funnel through Kelsey. Sure. Yeah, true. All right, not as much to say about the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Justin no. Herbert on by Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Gerald Everett. Of course, Mike Williams will miss more than just the bye with a high ankle yeah. sprain out <laughs> two to six weeks. Uh, so we'll be without him for quite some time. 
but it does seem like Keenan Allen is trending back to 100%, uh, just 33% of the snaps against the Seahawks last week, but should be closer to 100% coming out of the bye this yeah. coming week. And I do think that that means Gerald Everett is expendable uh, if you need the roster spot because he's going to lose a lot of that over-the-middle target share that he was seeing when Keenan Allen's out. Yep. All right. Moving on to a few mailbag questions. Thomas O'Brien on Twitter asks, in a full PPR league with 0.25 points per carry, this week would you flex Wandale Robinson, Deontay Johnson, or Brian Robinson? Wandale. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he just has the most. Um, well, I, I think Deontay Johnson has a secure target share as well, but I prefer you know the matchup for Robinson. Yeah, I prefer the targets. And, and yeah, that Seattle matchup is what does it for me. Yep. All right. Uh, Jimmy at Yankee9827 asks, uh, half PPR format, would you start Hayden Hurst, Kyle Pitts, or Dawson Knox this week? Oh, that's, uh, that's a good question. I think I'm going Hurst, actually, which is not anything I would have dreamed of saying in the preseason. Yeah, I just, the Browns are really, really tough against the tight end position. Um, so I understand the, you know, wanting to go with Hurst here. For me, I think it might actually be Knox, where I think it's just, you're rolling the dice on who gets a touchdown. And for me, I'm just going to bet on the Buffalo offense this week. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I, I certainly understand the allure of Hurst. And I don't, I don't hate that answer either. And it's pretty crazy that both of us almost immediately <laughs> ruled out Kyle Pitts. <laughs> That's, it's sad. It's, it's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, okay. Scott Dork uh, at Durst of Times asks uh, half PPR Tyler Boyd or Dante Foreman? These are good questions. I think you got to go with the running back. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, you got to go with the running back. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you on this one. Uh, assuming Hubbard is out, um, you know, Foreman yes, just absolutely, seems to which slot I am assuming. Into, yeah, if Hubbard for some reason is active, I would potentially shift back towards Boyd. Yep. But as of now, assuming that Hubbard is either out or going to have a very limited role. Um, I would go with Foreman with, I think Atlanta ranks last in defense against the pass and the run. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I would lean Foreman there as well. Uh, we got second a question, best, as they say. Yeah, right. Uh, we've got a question from Steve-O at O.L. Steven. Uh, maybe he played O-line in high school or college. We'll see. Maybe. He says, this is a tough one. This this has to be like a dynasty team because it, it's a, you'll see when I get there. It's a crazy sure. question. Pick three and pull full PPR. Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, Ramondre Stevenson, Alvin Kamara, Raheem Mostert, and Dante mm. Foreman. Oh. Yeah, some crazy good options. You want to hear those again? No, I got them. I know All which right. ones. I well, Wow. You know what? Yeah, same again. McCaffrey. Okay. Swift. Okay. Stevenson. Okay. Camara. Okay. Mostert and okay. Foreman. Wow. Huh. You're so so you're winning, in other words, is what I'm hearing, right? Yeah, um, it sounds like he, he's gotta be, you know, five and two at least with, with those yeah, running backs, I would geez. think. 
I think it is, I think you almost put them in the right order. Uh, I would swap Kamara and Stevenson and um, go with go with McCaffrey, Swift, and Kamara. All right. I agree on McCaffrey and Swift, assuming he's active, um, which it does sound like he's trying to This is a full playing. PPR, right? Hold yes. on. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, and maybe this is crazy, but when he's healthy, Raheem Mostert has become a workhorse for the Dolphins. The Detroit Lions are one of the worst uh, run defenses in the league. We saw Rashad Penny go off for like 150 yards and two touchdowns before he got hurt. And I think I would go McCaffrey, Swift, and Mostert. Wow. I mean, either way. I mean, you're fine either way. Yeah, I think if you want the floor, maybe Stevenson. But uh, I think Mostert has a fairly safe floor, too, and a higher ceiling this week than Stevenson against the tough Jets defense. Yeah. Oh, you said Kamara either way, though. Oh, you said Kamara. I did did Um, say Kamara. I don't don't hate Kamara either. Again, with Dalton starting again, Kamara should have plenty of targets. But, yeah, it's Mostert for me as the number three guy in, in this question. All right. All right, last mailbag question for this week. Uh, we've got Fantasy Honcho at PFlex24 asking, start one of Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne, and Kenneth Walker this week. Uh, I think I, I wouldn't call it a slam dunk, but I'm, I'm pretty heavily leaning towards Walker in that. It's not, it's not Aaron Jones, I'll tell you that much. Yep. I mean, I think we're, we're in agreement there. Yeah. Um, so Walker, yeah, I would, then also, and Jones. I would also lean Walker over Etienne. Yeah. Um, again, just because the Broncos uh, defense yeah. is pretty tough. All right. And then he also had a second question. Broncos defense, Panthers defense, or Bengals defense this week? <laughs> Probably. Well, I guess, are you looking for the ceiling play or the floor play, which is getting harder and harder to figure out in, uh, in fantasy, to be honest. Well, um, I don't know I, if there I is a floor Broncos. play among defenses. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. No, I think it's the Broncos uh, in London. Yeah. It's a close call for me. I lean the Panthers just because okay. of how rough Atlanta has been. And their defense has been excellent with Brian Burns just on fire. Um, so I lean the, I lean the Panthers here, but certainly don't hate uh, Denver as an option either. Yeah. All right. Great questions. Uh, I yeah, will certainly uh, post the link to the podcast for all you guys on Twitter. So make sure you guys click on that. And then uh, any other questions for week eight or in general, uh, we will be here on Twitter. You can shoot them over to us. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And you can find me at FFA underscore LOS, that's L-O-S. And you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Please remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. Yeah, and we are officially past the halfway mark of the regular season. So Can you believe it? Yeah, hopefully you guys are doing well in your leagues. And if not, again, still a lot of games yet to be played. Best of luck. To, the, to all of you in the second half of the year. And uh, as always, it's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.